Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The best late night conservative talk show in America. Black Hands Radio. And listen, there are no people better on the air to give you the best in conservative talk than Sackhead Sean and Sackhead Clan. Uh, and uh, we're working on immigration papers for a certain other guy who happens to work here, too. <laughs> for those who are tuning in around the world to the best and late-night conservative talk, Tack is Radio. Oh, God, was it ever. The thing was huge. That spider was just enormous all those years ago, and it's still still one of the biggest, scariest spiders that you've ever seen. Welcome to the Sackheads Radio Show. Wait a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on here. I distinctly remember a hairy little Armenian running out of the room <laughs> to hide behind us when that arachnid reared its head. Guys, come on. I seem to remember me being the only one to even try to approach the damn thing. You couldn't help but approach it. (laughs) It was coming right for you. Oh, good times, good times. Welcome to the Sackheads Radio Show. Thank you. It's March 30th, 2016. We do have a lot to talk. It was one of those weeks, I remember, you know, when we were sitting down Uh at at our nice dinner. Uh I was having a steak and you were having a hamburger and you said... Not a lot to talk about this week. And then by the time we got to the studio, we said, you know what? We have too much to talk about this week, and we're just going to have to freestyle. Wait a minute. Pull a little There we go. That's about as good as we can do right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Feel the beatbox. We're freestyling tonight. What? Uh, Huh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is about as good as the Sackheads could freestyle or beatbox. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Welcome to everyone who's piling into the chat room, shrmedia.com. Click live chat if you want to join the conversation. Um, Ken's already taken the seat in the back of the bus because he said the view's best from back there. Uh <laughs> You know, dude, that's not even right. Don't mouth where he belongs. That wasn't even cool. Blatant bigot strikes again, folks. Well, I kept telling him he doesn't have to sit back there, and he just keeps walking back every single time. Yeah. Wow. I'm really excited. Um, and we're working on it behind the scenes, and he might yell at me for this. But uh, I'm really excited that we're going to have the exceptional one back live um, because we've been playing his replay because of uh, uh, the format he was going to and I didn't want to 
step on his toes. Um, but he's going to be coming back and joining us live uh, in his regular 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time schedule. And, again, it's an honor and a privilege to have Ken be live with us. Um, as always, It's just he's just such a great, great host and a great person. Um, and it's really cool to have him back. So we're hoping next week to get all the finite details worked out. Um, and, and then he'll be home, if you will, um, with us, uh, but not in the big house. He has to stay in the hotel down the street. We're right. going to put him up in a really nice right. hotel down the street. Also, check out <laughs> Reaver Common Sense, Jersey Joe, Monday through Friday, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Ken said I promised him a white woman would help him figure it all out. I gave him Jersey Joe. I don't know what else he needs. I mean, if anyone knows how to do it, it's that chick right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. you got to join the chat room. There's a lot of fun going on in there. We're missing Agador tonight. He's not in the chat room yet. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he joins us shortly. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Look, I am so psyched. Yes. I am so pumped. Listen, it's a holiday tomorrow. It is a big holiday. Huge holiday. Everyone's off. I have my tree. You do? I have my tree. I'm ready to go. I decorated it tonight. Very nice. It's um, green, white, and red. Very good. Um, All of the the proper decorations. Tomorrow is Cesar Chavez Day. Cesar Salad Day. No, no, no. No, different. This isn't the guy who invented um, Cesar Salad. Oh. This is Cesar Chavez. Because that guy really kind of made a difference in this world. Caesar salad, right? No, no, no. Caesar Chavez. Oh, Caesar Caesar Chavez. Those of you that don't know who Caesar Chavez is, he might be considered by some today as um, a communist, uh, revolutionary, domestic terrorism ter- terrorist who actually uh, destroyed farm labor, uh, farm equipment in the Central Valley of California uh-huh. uh, during a period of time. Um, some folks would argue that he was a champion of uh, migrant workers' rights. Here's one of the interesting things about Cesar Chavez Day that I find interesting in California. Mm-hmm. California voted Cesar Chavez as a state holiday. And why wouldn't you, really? <laughs> we can do a President's Day. We don't need to celebrate like a Washington or a Lincoln's birthday. <clears throat> but we'll do a Cesar Chavez Day. We'll give that man a, a day all to himself. But here's the interesting thing, what I find unique about about Cesar Chavez. That he did um, not invent the salad. He did not. Yeah. That I know of. Okay. Um, but California is huge pro-illegal immigration, right? Enormous. They gave driver's licenses to criminal aliens. Mm -hmm. Huge. And they love it so much that they gave Cesar Chavez a holiday. Mm -hmm. Here's the ironical thing, to quote Big Fat Polly. (laughs) What is it? Um, Cesar Chavez actually deplored, not deported, deplored illegal immigration. What? Every time he would organize a strike, the, the, the farmers would send trucks across the border to bring workers in illegally, scabs, basically. And so he actually volunteered to help patrol the border at one point. <laughs> and he thought that ICE was not tough enough. So there you go, folks. The hypocrisy of the left shining through once again in California. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That is absolutely beautiful. So, happy Caesar salad day to you. Uh, Chavez. 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 Um, so, I'm excited. I decorated my tree. I. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. 
I'm excited about it. <laughs> Here's the best part. The people who tout Cesar Chavez as this amazing hero. Don't even eat salad. Don't even eat salad. And have no idea that, and most, I'm not going to say all. but Don't say all. A large majority of his supporters in this state happen to be illegal. Tend to be Tend criminal to be. aliens. Criminal aliens. And he literally took his own time to fight against them being in this country. What a marvelous, like, just, I... Ironical is the best word for that. It, it was, it, it, yeah, it was, a, it was about, it was about, you know, farm labor rights and blah blah blah. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. You're uh, uh, speaking of the southern border. Yes. yes. There's a great picture today, and I've seen it before, but it's still we get into all the talk about illegals, and especially with terrorism, criminals. And all the, Criminal aliens, especially with the terrorism and all that stuff going on. Have you ever seen a picture of the border between Guatemala and Mexico? No. There is an extremely tall, long fence. Really? That runs the entire length of the border that the Mexicans built (laughs) with guard towers. Really? Yes. And essentially a shoot on sight. For people trying to leave Mexico, right, to or Guatemala, come into Mexico, come into Guata- yeah, come into Mexico via Guatemala. So if somebody comes into Mexico from Guatemala, they get shot. Right, going out, eh, there's no real trouble that way. It's kind of like our border. It's funny, you know, we patrol our side of the border to catch him going in, but we don't really have a problem with this large egress, which I think is uh, even more amusing because. We hear about how great Mexico is all the time and how peaceful they are and blah, blah, and what a great... But yet nobody's flocking to go there. Like, if they had their shit together like they said they do, you think that... You wouldn't be able to stop people leaving this country. Trying to go... You would have so many people from Canada immigrating through America... To to get to Mexico. Yeah, I just... You know, it's just something to think about. So, yeah, humongous picture. Um... It's just amazing to me. You know, I don't care who the next president is. Could you imagine is. if we did that? Oh, God. We'd be shot and killed. We'd be shot and killed. First of all, because... No, we wouldn't because we'd have guard towers. Oh, you meant we like me and you? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. I, th- I don't mean like migrate to Guatemala. Oh, I thought you meant or into Mexico. Mexico. No. No, because we'd get to... The, the, eventually, the federales would show up. Right. Because we'd stick out a little bit. And the first thing you would say is... I have a hundred bucks in my wallet. <laughs> That'd be the oh, first thing I say. I figured it was going to be like trip the fat kids to the bear bites them type thing. You just say something about me making a horrible statement about them and then run. And then while I'm getting beaten and you're laughing hysterically. Right. <laughs> no, we'd pay them. What if we just started showing... Have you seen We're the Millers? Yes. It would be like that scene. <laughs> With the motorcycle, Federale. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly what Is you're somebody going to do X or are they going to pay me 1,000 pesos? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you say 1,000 pesos? <laughs> what is that, like 10 bucks? Hey, if you want to wake up a chat room, start the show off with an illegal immigration discussion. <laughs> what? I can't even keep up with it at times. That's That's awesome. So... Lots going on there. Oh, I know one way we can make it better. What? And we should elect Trump because he totally fixed that problem. Right. There we go. Right. React. Everybody react. Go. <laughs> 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 
We do want to talk about Trump. Well, we're we're going to get into that later. We're freestyling tonight, folks. There's no board. We're freestyling. There's, There's no, no board no tonight. Nothing. And this is something we actually decided over dinner because we yeah. had everything kind of laid out ahead, laid of, time. Out ahead of time and stuff. And, you know, it was, well, there wasn't a lot that happened. And what we, there's not, not a lot of big topics where you could, we could usually spend 30-minute right. blocks I mean, there's a couple on one topic. bigger topics, but not enough to really have enough clout to get our 30 minutes through. Right, uh, we uh, always have clout, right. Sean. I mean, let's not sell ourselves short here. <laughs> so we decided to have a freestyle show, which we have not done in in at least a week. <laughs> at least a week. <laughs> at least a week. <laughs> we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done it in a while, so we're going to pull that out tonight. We have not mentioned one thing. What's that? Baseball. We haven't mentioned baseball. Right around the corner, folks. Right around the corner. Just I'm excited. Days. Spring training. Right. Coming to an end. Coming to an end. Full season firing up. Yep. It's going to be... Uh, Are you excited? I am. I'm very excited. How's Boston looking this year? I think we've got a pretty good job uh, team this year. You know, I think we overpaid for David Price. I really do. He's well, not his name's Price. I mean, so you kind of <laughs> right. have no they, they choice. It's right there in the coming. name. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's like if, like, say you had a girlfriend whose last name was, like, prostitute. That's, you shouldn't be you surprised. You sh- probably it, shouldn't. Right. I have a funny prostitute story today. Really? What happened to you? So, did you? First of all, you didn't skip out on another no, bill, did you? No. So I'm sitting at a red light in one of our... You're like, no, I paid. I paid. No, I'm sitting at a red light in one of the rougher areas of town. Uh-huh. I had my windows down. It's a beautiful day out, right? I had my right. windows down, radios on. Yeah. And Stockton Boulevard in South Sacramento, I mean, it is a prostitution free-for-all. And it's like, they're not even trying to hide it, right? Yeah, I mean, right. it's the miniskirt, the hooker heels, the whole nine yards... Waving at cars as they go by. So right. I'm sitting... Well, they're just friendly. Just nice people. They're just friendly girls. Just misunderstood. Yeah. Hey, I, at least they're trying to work. Right. <laughs> I have to give them that. Right. They're trying to make a living. Right. So, Some of them have the panis that's uh, hanging out. That's a medical matter. term, by the way, for the yeah. big flap of skin or um, right. doesn't material matter. that hangs out yeah, over the really, genital yeah, section from matter. the belly. No, we need to paint a picture for these no, people. No, we don't need to paint we a picture. We actually kind of do so because it's not like, it's not like, you know... Porn movie prostitute <laughs> that we're talking about in South Sacramento. Uh, Biggie, it, it's very much like Stewart Street in Boston. Uh, Big Mouth Patriot, a good friend of mine's in the chat room, and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just like Stewart Street in Boston was back in the day when they had the combat zone and all the that, the whole Chinatown area was off the hook. But so I'm sitting there, my windows down, I have my music on a little bit, and I see uh, um, the land shark rolling up the street. And Cop car? No, no, no. The female oh, prostitute. Got it. Okay. Because they hunt everything that they can when they're in there. So right. she looks over, and I just happen to look over at the wrong time and get the eye contact. And then she goes, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? And I looked out the window, right hand to God. I stared at her face and said, sweetheart, you couldn't afford me. That's awesome. And what the did look she say? On her, she was befuddled. She couldn't understand what to say. Because I knew where she was going, right? And you know she wanted to say, yes, I could. Right. <laughs> you know what would have been hilarious? Is if that was an undercover cop. That would have been great. And she badged All you. All of a sudden, I'm getting pulled and over. You're getting like, no, 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 it was a joke. You don't understand. Oh, I understand. I she was a hooker. I was, I was putting it back on her. I was doing the whole, oh, damn it. And then your statement in the report would read, you couldn't afford me. I tried to put it back on you. And you know that you'd be hosed because that's what they do. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Messing with hookers, it's like messing with Sasquatch. Well, well you remember when we, you threw rocks at I, them? Yes, it was a game, remember? <laughs> yes. 
when I was in Fresno. Yeah, it was with the hooker strolling right out front. Yeah, Pega Hooker, which is different in different. Yeah, it's other, di- different. Not right. not. It pegging sounds like hooker. something different. Yeah, not as in pegging with a right, hooker, right. which is something different. Right. Uh, I recommend you Google that. Safe search off. Um, <laughs> that's Google not that. that. Don't Google that. Oh man. So. What? Speaking of batshit crazy. Who said anything about batshit crazy? <laughs> oh, total shenanigans. Oh, I saw a text from my ex. Okay, never mind. <laughs> total shenanigans. Um, have you seen... Did you see the news story in the Post? I think I sent it to you. You sent it to me. About, about the judge in New York. Yes. Um, during the... Oh, we're starting. Okay, go. <laughs> I was still in general jackassery mode. I, I, it's 15 past the hour, brother. You're right. You're right. Move I right along. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> so, a guy who's been convicted of a shooting, shot a person four times. The person fortunately lived. Attempted murder. Attempted murder. Um, and he's being sentenced on Tuesday. And the judge's name... He got sentenced already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he, he was sentenced on Tuesday. Right. Okay. So, uh, Judge Edward McLaughlin who is a nice Catholic boy, probably. (laughs) I was going to say a little Irish, who's presiding over the case, Uh um, unloads on the suspect, who is a black male. um, Who's a black male suspect? The suspect. Well, the... He's a murder he's, suspect. He's a murder he suspect. is a black right. male. He's, okay. he's actually a convicted attempted murderer now. Because so he's, he's being convicted okay. by a court of his own, uh, uh, his own peers. But he says to Other him, gang members convicted him? <laughs> <laughs> because he shot a rival gang member, did he not? Well, if I remember the does, story correctly, it was a rival gang member, a young man who had who testified a, for the defense, testi- right, out of fear, and the judge had words for him too. And this tells you, and that's what I wanted you to bring up because yeah. that's hilarious. The shooting was—I'm not trying to showbiz your story, no, but no, I want no, everybody no, to paint ahead. a picture. The shooting was caught on video, and this wasn't like grainy. Um, you're trying when you're 14 years old to get the nipple shot on Cinemax no. through the cable no, box. This was this DVD was quality. Yeah, full video. Right. That clearly identified the shooter and the victim. Matrix like. Yeah, and the victim testified on behalf of the defense. Even though who, he got shot four times. Who knows if it was out of fear or out of the right. gang? Coercion. Whatever. There's a whole bunch Whatever. of things. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So the just. The judge, Justice Edward McLaughlin, tells the suspect, Tariq Arnold, 24 years old, I've heard it, I know it, but the sad fact in this courtroom, what so happens is manifestations of the fact that black lives don't matter to black people with guns. And we've talked about this on our show a yes. lot. How the Black Lives Matter movement never does anything in inner cities to try to stop yep. black-on-black crime that's yep. going on. And and it's so, it's really horrific. Yep. Um, more, epidemic. It's an epidemic. Yep. Um, and more young people are taken in inner cities. Um, and and it, the nine-year-old boy in Chicago earlier this year who was shot, or late last year, who was shot and killed, executed at close range. Yeah, because he was the son of... Because he was the son of another gang member. Right. Um, how many young people who just shot and get caught in a drive-by? Never mind the intended other gang victims. You're just talking uh, about uh, all the other things. It, it hit pretty close to home with us. Um with Ken and Sharnice, yep. uh, and, and it's horrific, and we've talked about it time and again, and I'm glad to see that on some level, somebody's paying attention to it. Especially uh, th- that level. Yes, on the, that's a big level. Um, so the justice, um, who's talking about the victim, Mr. McCaskill, who testified for the suspect, he's the victim. 
testified Let's be clear. for the suspect. Under oath, Under perjured oath, himself. Perjured himself. The, and the judge said to his uh, uh, testimony, the video shows that McCaskill is an abject liar. And that was pretty much it. Um, he went on and said, don't ask a judge in this room, in this building, or in this system to somehow make amends for people who commit violent acts and who, by their violent acts, wind up leaving people orphaned, abandoned, fatherless, etc. And, and then he sentenced this guy to 26 years. So the reason he made that statement of don't ask us, what, the, why, what Sean just said is too much, and I'm, I'm not that intelligent to be able to quote that whole thing again. Um, but the reason he said that is defense asked for the 10-year minimum. And the reason they gave for that minimum uh, sentence request is that the suspect's or the, the, the uh, convicted attempted murderer's one-year-old son was going to grow up without a father. Yeah. And the judge basically said, Yeah. Yeah, that's his fault that his son's growing up without a father. Not the court's fault, not the people's fault, not the state's fault. Right. He's made the choice. And this is the amazing part that you see in the criminal justice system a lot, is how often the suspects and convicts try to make it about society being wrong here or the impact this is going to have on their life when they have chose to make these decisions and follow through with them now if somebody put a gun to this suspect's or this convict's head or or child's head and said you have to go kill this other person or i'm going to execute your son different set of circumstances right I mean, it is. And when you're a parent, who knows what you'll do in order to preserve your child's life? We've seen it time and again. Uh, that's not what happened. This guy had been convicted of a shooting. And he escaped when he was originally taken in custody. Before, and then when he was in custody, he assaulted a police officer and escaped and went on the lam for a month and a half. Yep. He is a professional criminal, a professional gang member. This was his trade. Yes. If you will. I will not. And to suggest that in any way, shape, or form that he is the victim here is absolutely ludicrous. And that's a societal problem, right? We, we call all these people who do these horrific acts victims. Oh, society let them down, and we, uh, he's just turning no. his life around. And no, this, that, and they're, you thing. know what? They're a-holes. They're monsters. They're a-holes. Yes. They're, yes. They are Some monsters. of them are evil. Yeah, absolutely very much evil. And, and they take lives of sometimes innocent people, sometimes not. But you got to remember those, quote-unquote, not innocent people, this other gang member. Even if he's a complete jackhole. They still, he still has a right to life. He still has a right to life. Yep. And his family has the right to have him there. Absolutely. And that should not be taken away. So, you know, I'm kudos to this judge, Absolutely. McLaughlin. And I don't, know if, I don't know anything about his politics. So before... We get, I, I don't care. I know nothing about his background. Right. All I know is This is a great story. It appears that finally somebody in the criminal justice system is starting to stand up. And we, you see these... You're seeing judges more and more because there's so much video in courtroom and stuff like that. You're seeing a lot more judges be more vocal about things like this. You've also seen the downside of it. You've seen judges say things that are just completely out of line to victims' families. I've the seen Ninth that Circuit. video. The Ninth Circuit oh, Court just in existence, right? Um, <laughs> which is just horrendous. But I think is this false sense of inequality that we have in this country is progressing. People are starting to see through the bullshit, 
and they're starting to react. Some of them are. Some of them are. More Some and are, more. But I think we're raising a whole generation of victims. Yes. And I'm kind of scared for what this current generation in college is going to do. Take, for example, the crybabies who were upset because somebody wrote Trump 2016 oh. in chalk. Let's talk about it. <laughs> They're having su- emotional support. To- <laughs> because of the boogeyman. Because of the Trump supporter. The Trump supporter. The quick, evil Trump supporter. Quick disclosure. It doesn't matter who you support. That's your right to support. I may disagree or agree. But that is absolutely insane to me. So you had Scripps College in Southern California. I think it was Emeryville College or Emory College. Emory, the Trump chalker. The Trump chalker. Two different cases, both kind of the same results. So Emory College, it is somebody with chalk walking around. Not even vandalism. Not even vandalism. It washes off. They sell Chalk. It. They market it towards young children to intentionally mark streets up, right? You get the young children uh, a big sidewalk chalk just for this reason. Yes. Somebody walked around and in a non-destructive way wrote Trump 2016 on the, on the university grounds. Yes. As a result, somebody <laughs> filed a complaint with the administration. You can't make it up. Saying that they're being harassed and emotionally hurt and, and scarred. And scared. And scared that one of those people might be on campus. Vote those Trump. people. And that's all they wrote was vote Trump in a couple different places. And I think a Trump 2016 yeah. was something. Yeah. So you flash forward a day or two to Scripps College in Southern California. In the hallways of the dormitory. Now, if you've ever been at a college dormitory, who's going to be the badly dressed reporter on the drunk chalker? I don't know who that's going to be. College dormitory now is a, a lot of kids put these dry erase boards so you can leave a message for them if they're not, if they're in class or whatever. They have the black dry erase marker, red dry erase marker. doesn't matter. Um, f- but they're, they're there for people to leave messages on their board. Somebody went through the hallway... I'm guessing it's Scripps University, a pretty liberal college. It's an all-women's college, but it's a, a pretty liberal college. Somebody wrote Trump 2016 on a couple of the dry erase boards. The campus police were called as they were in Emory University. There's an investigation being done as they were in Emory University. Right, right. because the fact that nobody has claimed responsibility, according to the, one of the students at Emory... That failure to step out of the shadows adds to a sense of menace. (laughs) So let me get this straight. They make Obama toilet paper. Right. Right? So if I were to use Obama toilet paper and I were to teepee a particular residence or whatever, I wouldn't do it. Right. I'm not advocating that. But if... Would that be menacing if I failed to take responsibility because I wouldn't step out of the shadows? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're clear. Now, both schools are offering... Ridiculousness. Counseling. Yes. And other mental health-related assistance. The administrators at this school... Are they afraid of chalk? Maybe that's it. 
Maybe because right? it's white chalk. <clears throat> no, no, no. Or no, this is a hate crime. No, 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 no. If they used white chalk? No. I'm thinking maybe the dust particles interfering. Like if you're breathing those dust particles, if you walk too closely to it, it could be hazardous to your health. Therefore, causing you trauma and concern for your particular health in your sinuses or in your esophagus, whatever. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. In your anus, however you breathe, I don't know. Maybe that's it. <laughs> All I'm saying is the administrators at these universities need to be sh- fired. Right. They definitely need to be sh- uh, fired. Yes. And uh, to stop perpetuating this entitlement victim mentality of these students who are absolute, pus- horribly inept to go into the real world. Right. Who absolutely uh, pus- personify. Yes, but uh, that's what I was looking for. No, no, yeah, no, I, I yeah. know what you, I, I know what you, you. meant. Uh, personify the epitome of crybabyism. Right. Which is infecting our schools and our culture. Now, can you imagine when one of these personifications of sissiness gets elected president of the United States? Well, I, we kind of have, have that and now. And Vlad the Put-Put says we something We have mean, that now. Right. Right? Look at this. And then president. they cry to the United Nations. Other than Boehner. Oh, which wait. Is like, we kind of have that. Boner. Like, Boner. Other than Boner, Boner which is right. like kicking a cat. Who's this guy ever stood up to in this world? Nobody. Nobody. Not even Michelle. Right. I mean, come on. That already exists. Right. And this is the exact reason why. Is because in these universities, everybody's being taught that they're a friggin' victim. Well, look, kids can't even defend themselves in most public schools. No. <laughs> two, two kids get in a fight, doesn't matter who fight who starts it, they both get in trouble. And I, I've brought this up on the show before. If the school is then going to take a criminal justice approach to dealing with fights uh-huh. by having set sentences and not taking each case, then if you're going to have set sentences, then you better have a judicial system within your school that they can be charged by a jury of their own peers. If you're going to go that route... Not an administrative review. Right. Because you are the government, and you are technically charged, because now it's on their permanent record, and it can follow them through college as an adult. You are putting something on a record that will follow them forever. You are Has that been challenged in court? No. Well, I think it's been upheld. So you're essentially turning around and convicting them of a crime. You essentially said that they've both convicted a battery. It's not a crime, Sean. They didn't spend any time in juvenile hall. It's not on a criminal record. <laughs> Don't get carried away. It's not far from it. We are up against the break. It's on their juvenile record as students. Not a juvenile record, though. Not a juvenile criminal record, and then that gets sealed. And well, you know no, that. because it's a crime. There's, it's not a crime. They're saying it's a crime. It's a mutual battery. No, That's calling why they're it both... an administrative. They're calling it an administrative offense, which is how they're able. And we know we're splitting hairs, and it's BS. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. But it's not defined in criminal statute. We're up against a break. We we are up against. Yeah. Thank you, Sako, for this awesome song. When we come back, dreadlocks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All that and more on the Sackheads Radio Show. Back in a few. 
Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Times are dark. The people misled by corrupt politicians, lied to by establishment media, and deceived by the false messages of Islam. A nation in confusion needs a guide. It needs a man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me on Spreaker, SHR Media, High Plains Talk Radio, Live Rebooting Liberty, and YouTube for a unique brand of commentary on the Unpleasant Blind Guide. Because truth is not always pleasant. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians. You got a business. That, you didn't build that. A team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless and hope to the hopeless. Sackhead Sean. Dude, I'm not saying Captain was stupid, bro. Sackhead Clint. All good friends of ours usually show, show up drunk. drunk. Also starring Sako as the producer. I'm a little bit drunk, I'm a little bit drunk, cause I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. They are the Sackhead's radio show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on SHR Media. Hey, it's Jersey Joe from Reefer of Common Sense, and we have moved to a new night and time every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on shrmedia.com. You will catch the Reefer of Common Sense uncensored, unfiltered, and only on shrmedia.com. Hello, I'm Matt, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is Hillsdale President Larry Arne on the continuing relevance of the Constitution. Many argue today that the Constitution is outdated because it addresses problems peculiar to the 18th century. Some parts of the Constitution do read rather quaintly. Consider the adjunction against titles of nobility in Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution. But is that so outdated? The purpose of the injunction is to prevent the government granting special privileges to some for partisan reasons. This strikes at the heart of the rule of law. The crony capitalism so common today is a place where the government bestows favors and tax dollars on some businesses to give them a leg up over others. This is exactly the kind of thing the Constitution was meant to prohibit. The Constitution is not so outdated after all. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To join the national conversation on the Constitution, go to constitutionminute.com. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. And welcome back to the Sackheads Radio Show live on the SHR Media Network. Thank you so much for joining us. So, an interesting... By the way, I want to thank... All the listeners who I, I'm actually getting tweets of people listening via Twitter, uh, via the mobile app for Spreaker, and I appreciate that very much. Um, so if you want to listen to the show and you're out and about, you can download the Spreaker app and then go to SHR Media and catch out all the great shows outside of our show, which is just the regular disaster that it is. So there was an interesting YouTube video that came out today, I think, as a matter of fact. Well, today's when it went viral. It happened a couple days ago. From San Francisco State University, the bastion of conservatism that it is. No, no, no. No, that's liberal. Oh, liberalism. Liberalism. There you go. And and, and 
even though you can't see what's going on, you can hear in the audio what's going on. This is a black female employee of the university confronting a white male student regarding his dreadlocks. And I have the volume all the way up, so if you can't hear it, uh, put uh, I don't even know what to tell you. Put your head next to the Too bad. damn controller. There you go. Here you go. You're saying that I can't have a hairstyle because of your culture? Yeah. Why? Because it's my culture. You know what belongs to me. Do you know I was in Egyptian culture? Are you Egyptian? Nah, but I'm not. Are you, Egyptian? No. Are you Egyptian? No, but it doesn't you, matter. Wait, where's Egypt? Tell me. You know what, girl? Where's Egypt? Dude, go. You have no oh, right to tell me Ooh, what I can wear. Huh? Where's Egypt? Yo, girl, stop touching me right now. Yo, girl, stop touching me right now. Come back. Get off hey. me. So, couple things about halfway through the video. She was she's African American. She's African American. He is a white. He male. is a white male. He has dreadlocks. He has dreadlocks. She is angry over the dreadlocks, claiming that dreadlocks are only for her culture. Her meaning, culture, not him because he's white. Right. Meaning black males and black females. Right. Now, about halfway through the video, as you can't see when you hear it, obviously, he starts to walk away. He's had enough. And he actually, I thought he did a pretty good job of just being like, hey, you know what? It, it, it was also in the Egyptian. And if you Google the history of dreadlocks, just about every je- every nationality, every background had dreadlocks in some way shape or form because up until modern grooming age we didn't comb our hair like we do nowadays we didn't have hair care products none of the other stuff the egyptians had dreadlocks the greeks had dreadlocks um i want to say um i want to say there was some south americans that had dreadlocks etc so (laughs) <laughs> Ken says she is allegedly black. No, on the video you can tell she is black, and, and there now, was a male that was with her now, as well. Now here's the interesting thing: she was actually talking about. Do you know where Egypt is? It's in Africa, right? So she's African American. She's trying to go back to say, right? Dreadlocks actually got their name from Jamaican tradition. Yes, and that's what they call current dreadlocks right rastafarians right that's that's not not pastafarians totally different animal right rastafarians and i say this with respect but i also say this with a little bit of joke is if bob marley never knew how to sing most people in this country wouldn't know what dreadlocks are right um because bob marley and the whalers becoming so popular of jamaican roots Became to the forefront of a lot of people's vision in this country. Um, he was all over the place, and it made dreadlocks pretty popular. The Rastafarian way of life also made dreadlocks popular in this country, amongst a lot of different nationalities. I can remember kids in school wearing dreadlocks when I was in school. Um, you didn't sit near them, but the Bible <laughs> talks about Samson and Delilah, in which a man's potency is directly linked to the quote seven locks on his head. Yes. Right? Yes. The Celts had hair like snakes. Yes. Germanic tribes, Greeks, Vikings. Yes. I mean, it, 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 it was everywhere. Yes. It was absolutely everywhere. So he starts to. And, and the Rastafarians, just, it's that, that started in about the 30s. Yes. So we're, they're, they're talking about like the current 
right. red right. culture. But it, it, it goes to... It begs the question. Maybe she knows that this guy's not Germanic or Greek or Nordic of some of some kind. Maybe she just knew that about him. Like, but it's, it's like not everybody Celtic getting or Roman. drunk on St. Patrick's Day. Well, you can't. I didn't because hey, I'm our, not Irish. That's our culture. Right. That's our culture. You can't do that. It's right. our job to get drunk. And that's like the putting street. somebody else in the back of a paddy wagon. Hey, it's, that's reserved only for people on St. Patty's Day. That's right. right. <laughs> hey, this is a Christian or Catholic-based parade to celebrate St. Patrick's. We don't want anybody in our parade who we don't agree with or doesn't follow our culture. No, that can't happen. Right. Well, let's get back to this young lady. Yes. Um, so uh, now I, I assume, based upon what you just said, I assume that being in San Francisco and being that um, our Attorney General, Kamala Harris, um, being the bastion of conservatism... Nope, she's liberal. Never mind. Um, our Attorney General was the former district attorney in san francisco yes. i assume that this young lady is going to be charged with a hate crime well and, and as the video progressed he starts to walk away she grabs him by the arm and starts to pull him back which is a battery, in california that's a crime that's false imprisonment and the touching of another without their consent is, is a, a battery. battery and i think if we did our research right, if it's false imprisonment because she's not allowing him to leave and force or fear is used, that's a felony. That is absolutely a felony. And because it was race-based or ethnicity-based, that should be an additional felony. For a hate crime. With an enhancement, correct? Yep, it qualifies as So clearly crime. she's probably in custody. <laughs> well, it did happen at San Francisco State University. That's what I mean. They're, they have a, like a zero tolerance policy for that, correct? You know what? I think San, I think San Francisco State University has a police department, uh-huh. uh, their own police department. Right. And if I am going to... Call them on, right now? I'm going to jump on the Twitter machine right now. Should we call them on air? Uh, no. That's not fair. Why not? Why? Because yeah. then I'd have to find the phone number. Oh, that's a good point. I can find it for you real quick. <laughs> you know, uh, somebody from the chat room is going to buzz it in. You know oh, that, Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> we'll but, find it for you, Sean. I, I, I hate to say it. And just just because I know I know you're, you got something going over there. Uh, you're looking something. So I just want to talk about what the FBI, those awesome cops... How the FBI defines a hate crime. This is from the FBI's uh, uh, webpage. Mm -hmm. A hate crime is a traditional offense like murder, arson, or vandalism with an added element of bias. For the purposes of collecting statistics, the FBI has defined a hate crime as a, quote, criminal offense against the person or property, which you would have the grab, which, I mean, let's be real, that's kind of a, probably a CS uh, false imprisonment, although probably a technical violation, I'm guessing, right? Uh, but definitely a good battery. So it is a crime against a person motivated in whole or in part by an offender's bias against a race, religion, disability, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender, or gender identity. Sounds like this individual meets that criteria it, well, uh, based I, upon the federal guidelines. Now we look at the uh, I just want to talk. So Loretta Lynch should be all over this too. Oh yeah, this is how serious this is, right? So according uh, to the Department of Justice website, this is the United States Department of Justice, the United States Department of Justice. From their website, hate crime is the violence of intolerance and bigotry. 
intended to hurt and intimidate someone because of their race, ethnicity, national origin, religious, sexual orientation, or disability. The purveyors of hate use explosives, arson, weapons, vandalism, physical violence, and verbal threats of violence to instill fear fear in their victims, leaving them vulnerable to more attacks and feeling alienated, helpless, suspicious, and fearful. Others may become frustrated and angry if they believe the local government and other groups in the community will not protect them. When perpetrators of hate are not prosecuted as criminals and their acts not publicly condemned, their crimes can weaken even those communities with the healthiest race relations. Based on that strong condemnation and that strong statement from the United States Department of Justice, Loretta Lynch herself, in combination with the state of California and San Francisco State University and the city and county of San Francisco, California, Mm -hmm. why would this not be prosecuted? I have no idea. We're getting a lot of pressure in the chat room to make some phone calls. Yeah. Send us the number. I have it. Uh, let me set it up. Hold on. Talk us through for a minute while I get this Twitter machine working. Why are you on the Twitter machine? Uh, well, I was doing two things at once. That was my problem. Um, <laughs> One of our listeners just sent me that there was a um, a Hmong guy with dreadlocks that oh. we knew. 70 years old. Interesting. Uh, there's, okay... Ah, oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, you gonna take Nobody the- sent us the number? We have it. I have it. I have actually two numbers. What are we going to call? Are we going to call and see if this individual was charged with a crime? Yep. Or arrested? Yep. For hate crime? Yep. Perfect. Are we going to identify ourselves? Yeah, oh yeah, we have to. Yeah. Well, we don't have to. Well, sure we do. We're calling a public agency. Well, that's a good point. You do the talking on this one. Why am I doing the talking talking on this one? This is not their 911 call, right? No. 338 7200? San Francisco State University's directory assistance line. Aww. Emergency. Please hang up and call 911 now. Not an emergency. You don't think so? This is an emergency of our culture, Sean. Not an emergency. Oh, that's nice. Your tax dollars at work. They're closed for Cesar Chavez. How do police departments close? I don't know. <laughs> right? Uh, nobody's going to commit crime today because uh, it's Cesar Chavez Day. We're out. Right. Right. You cops, go ahead and just take the day off. No forward, no selection, no hit, nothing. Hit. It hung up on us. You know what's weird? Is according to their website, San Francisco State University, UPD, University Police Department, opened 24 hours, 365 days, partnering with the community to make safety happen. Wow. Yeah, and it wow. lists the and it lists the non-emergency line. This was sent to one from one of our listeners. Non-emergency four one five three three eight seven two zero zero. Okay, that's I a- encourage everybody go to upd.sfsu.edu. 
415-338-7200. Yeah, is that what you dialed? No, I dialed the main number, the 1111. Well, let's see what they say here because they say they're open 24 hours. Okay. Are we going to get some poor dispatchers going to have no idea? Yes. Oh. Oh. Don't press one. Ooh. They lost their mind. Wait, did they just say escort program? Yes. We could we could PRA it. Let's press zero. But is a dispatcher going to know? No. We'd have to look to speak if a P, uh, if a watch commander. That's like a boss or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. They're not dispatchers. Not going to. Let's call and get their their public information officer on Friday. Okay, we'll call. We'll we'll get the PIO on Friday and follow up on this. We don't want to. I don't want to put a dispatcher <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> hey, thing. by the way, you're they'd on the radio. Like, I have no idea. Right? <laughs> and they'd be like, "Yeah, I know I'm on the radio. Like I, I talk to cops all day like, long. That's what I do. I'm on the radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then there's there's another phone number too. But no, you don't understand. <laughs> you're not on your radio. You're on our radio, and a lot of people are listening. So think very carefully before you answer. We will. For directions to the Che Guevara Music Festival, press pound. <laughs> we will try. I will try on You know what? Friday. On the break, I want to call back. Yeah. And I want to see if there is a supervisor or somebody we can speak with. That will actually give us an answer. And try and get a statement. Yeah, and public information officer or something like that. Because right. I do want a statement on this. Because all joking aside. Do we know when this happened? This uh, event? Two days ago. Um, or Monday. I think it was Monday. Um, all joking aside, if these roles were reversed, oh yeah, say somebody I I don't know was dressed in like uh, see the problem is is white people are boring when it comes to dress and stuff like that. So that's not true. <laughs> what are they? What would any other culture want to mimic from us? I guess if, if it was a black female walking through wearing a kilt and like a... Lederhosen. Lederhosen. And somebody confronted her saying, hey, that's I'm Irish-German. That's my culture. You can't wear that. Right. On the assumption that... And you don't know. Based on ethnicity. Right. This kid could have African roots somewhere in his history. You don't know but that. But it doesn't matter. He could have Germanic roots, and he's still good. He could have written the movie Roots. They don't know. Kilts and Viking horn hide caps. I think that's a good idea. But, you know... That should be our uniforms at Freedom. (laughs) But, you know, if it was the other way around, the amount of media coverage that this would have got would have been insane. Well, hang on. Is anybody talking about the ignorance of this uh, faculty member? Oh, God, no, because it's San Francisco State University. It's assumed. That she's ignorant? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) But it's funny how the media really isn't touching this one. I hope Sacco boycotts San Francisco and comes back. 
I hope so as well. After this story, especially. After this story. Um, and, and speaking of another story that's kind of sliding under the radar that shouldn't. <clears throat> did you know that a shooting took place uh, yesterday at the uh, U.S. Capitol? Yes, I did. The gunman who was shot... Let me guess. Right-wing extremist, very constitutionalist, gun-loving, red-blooded, militia member, hateful Klansman who wants to kill all minorities. Um, a, a, a pastor from Tennessee... NRA member. Whose name was Larry Dawson. Um, Tennessee, who, gotta be. Gotta be conservative. Who is a big supporter of raising the minimum wage. Et no. Et oh, yeah. Oh, can't be, because um, that's liberal. So maybe he's just confused on that one particular policy. He also may have been um, somebody who was thrown out of Congress during a, a session for in- disrupting uh, previously. Obviously because he's a white right-wing extremist. Uh, he is a black male. Oh. Um, Wait a second. That can't happen because that doesn't fit the narrative that well, we're trying to push forward here, Sean. He's been charged with assault with a deadly weapon on the officer. Dawson 66 was shot by a yeah, police charge, officer. Why would you charge attempted murder on a cop? Right. Um he drew what appeared to be a weapon and pointed at the officers. Uh, the officers drew uh, and, and, and fired, striking him four times. Um, so was he a Libocrat? Well, let's see. Uh, he definitely was the person who disrupted the Congress based on this report from the Daily Beast. Um, I'm going to guess, based on the sign he's war- raising about uh, uh, raising the criminal, uh, uh, the criminal rage, the minimum wage, the criminal wage. Why would yeah. we even li- limit that? Right. <laughs> we should just pay them a lot because they need funds when they get out. Um, Dawson was fired as a school bus driver in Williamson County back in 2001 when he wrote a letter to a teenage girl stating, Have noticed that you are gaining weight, and I noticed over the past few days God has brought it to my attention that you may need to see a doctor. He wrote this to a teenage gal. Possible you may be with child or pregnant, in other words. Also, God has said that this is going to be necessary for you to come to my home and stay for a little while where I can watch over you during this time period. Hold on, wait. It goes more. So clearly he's a religious right-wing extremist fanatic. Very much so. He's not a pedophile. In 2003, Franklin was arrested and charged uh, for harassment and writing and sending the girl's letter to profess his love for her and his desire to become his wife and bear him a child, a young girl again. Um... and it goes on and on and on. But again, where's this story all over the news? It's not. Well, when it happened, it was on the news. <laughs> really quickly until all of a sudden they found out that the shooter wasn't a right-wing white male extremist. Right. Or a conservative at all. Just uh, once you really kind of go and search him a little bit, you realize really quickly that, ah, I don't think he's a conservative. Um, and he's kind of a lunatic and probably should not have possessed the weapon that he did. Um, anywho, legally. So, but where is the media attention? It's almost like San Francisco State University. If this was the other way around, it would be all over the place. It would. All over the place. And that video goes on in San Francisco. As he tries to walk away, she pulls him back down the stairs and she's like, no, 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 wait, come talk to me, come talk to me, come talk to me. Then she notices as he walks away, somebody is videotaping uh-huh. and said, why are you videotaping? And he said, to protect everybody involved, essentially, as you heard. And then she kind of slaps the phone out of his hand. Another battery. She had no idea she was being videotaped at the time. Right. So so one hate crime, I wouldn't think that was a hate crime. No, that's just a simple battery. Right. Um, and 
all three of them together, um, I, I think that she should be charged. And I don't know in California if you need a victim to charge a hate crime, per se. Like, if the victim wants to... You have a victim here. Yeah, but if they want to... Pre- uh, California, you don't have to press charges. Right. That's up to the, the district attorney. The state can attorney. choose to do that. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. Now, to be fair, I think hate crimes are, are BS. Yes, all the way around. Everybody should be protected equally. All the way around. You shouldn't get hit because you're homosexual, white, black, Asian, whatever, and you shouldn't be hit because somebody just thinks you're a jerk. Right. I mean, everybody should be protected equally. Absolutely. Why does any group get greater protection <laughs> Do you know who the real victim is in this? And Ken's 100% right. I, I, I can't argue this. The real victim of this is Governor Jerry Brown. I, I agree with that. I, because this is going to hurt him the most. Because it happened in one of the state universities. And he's going to be saddened by this. I think, I, I think that's... I, I, yeah. I, think that's, I don't think he cares at all. I don't think he cares at all either. <laughs> now, I do want to say this. We do have to be careful. With what we say um, on the radio and via the internet and even on our blogs now. I've given this careful consideration, Sean. And I don't think the First Amendment protects us. Because much like the Second Amendment does not protect modern firearms Mm -hmm. because the founders never envisioned Uh, them. I don't think the First Amendment protects our speech through blogs or the radio because the founders never envisioned computers. Oh, that's a good point. Or or video cell phones. Or video cell phones. Or dreadlocks. Right. Well, maybe because the Nordic clans and they knew their history, so uh, perhaps. Maybe. What do you think? Possible. Uh, let's see. I'm, as I'm going through, uh, high plate buttons and and the new and, boss is, uh, is and in the chat room. Hold on. I, hang on a second. I don't think the Tenth Amendment protects the rights of the state's rights of California anymore because that was written years ago. Yeah, the founders. There was no California. Well, and when the Constitution states, was written, states have nothing to fear from federal government anymore. You just you ask that. I mean, look at. Federal government's already taken over everything right. anyhow. So but even matter. if they did, California wasn't around. This is true. When and the founders until we bought it from Mexico, right? Or won it? Won it we and bought it there. But right. So did yeah. Well, I don't think. Listen, I think we're on a trend here. I think we're on a trend as well. In a statement, San Francisco State University police said we are aware of the video that made the uh, made of an incident which occurred on campus yesterday afternoon. University police were called to the scene of the incident when it occurred. Two individuals involved. And the incident were not San Francisco State University employees. Further, no criminal charges have been pressed at this time to the university's knowledge. So it's possible they were both students. According to that statement, um, all the initial reports I read um, was that she was faculty. was that she was faculty. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because they're both adults. Yes. So it doesn't matter. So um, no arrests were made. But thank you to High Plains Pundit for giving me that statement. No arrests were made at the time, which is really weird. Which is weird because if you have a felony or a hate crime, right? Was the victim provided any hate crime literature? Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, hmm. Because I'm pretty sure in California they're required to be presented that. And and um, what is it? The Marcy's card? The victim's rights? Aren't victims in California required to be given a Marcy's card? Uh, um, hold on. I'm going to tweet now the San Francisco University police again. Um, and ask if the victim was provided um, Marcy's card. I think it's M A R C Y. M A R C Y card. 
Yeah. Uh, UCSF underscore police is their Twitter. Um, M A R S Y. S F underscore police. Was the victim in the dreadlock assault provided a M A R C Y? M A R S Y. M A. R-S-Y. Apostrophe S. Card. Victim card. Perfect. Have they tweeted back at all, by the way? No, God, no. Are you kidding me? Does somebody <laughs> does somebody monitor that 24 uh, hours a day? Uh, the last tweet was a couple days ago, so I'm going to guess no. Unfortunately. Oh, no, 10 hours ago. They retweeted ready.gov. Oh, that's nice of them. Um. They're very big on see something, say something. We see something happening and we're trying to say something. (laughs) We're up against a break. We are up against this break. uh, uh, break. When we come back, we have a lot more to talk about tonight on the Sackheads radio show. It's going to be your choice. I've done the last two segments. That's not true. I'm exhausted. We've had several segments. This is freestyle. (laughs) We we already know what we're talking about. (laughs) Hold on, wait. Yeah, freestyling here on the Sackheads Radio Show. Back in a bit. Conservative <laughs> media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Times are dark. The people misled by corrupt politicians, lied to by establishment media, and deceived by the false messages of Islam. A nation in confusion needs a guide. It needs a man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me on Spreaker, SHR Media, High Plains Talk Radio, Live Rebooting Liberty, and YouTube for a unique brand of commentary on the Unpleasant Blind Guy. Because truth is not always pleasant. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians. You got a business. That, you didn't build that. A team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless and hope to the hopeless. Sackhead Sean. Dude, I'm not saying Cap for the stupid bro. Sackhead Clint. All good friends of ours usually show, show up drunk. drunk. Also starring Socko as the producer. I'm a little bit drunk, I'm a little bit drunk, cause I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. They are the Sackheads Radio Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on SHR Media. Hey, it's Jersey Joe from Reaper of Common Sense, and we have moved to a new night and time every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on shrmedia.com. You will catch the Reaper of Common Sense uncensored, unfiltered, and only on shrmedia.com. Hello, I'm Matt, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is Hillsdale President Larry Arn on the continuing relevance of the Constitution. Many argue today that the Constitution is outdated because it addresses problems peculiar to the 18th century. Some parts of the Constitution do read rather quaintly. 
Consider the injunction against titles of nobility in Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution. But is that so outdated? The purpose of the injunction is to prevent the government granting special privileges to some for partisan reasons. This strikes at the heart of the rule of law. The crony capitalism so common today is a place where the government bestows favors and tax dollars on some businesses to give them a leg up over others. This is exactly the kind of thing the Constitution was meant to prohibit. The Constitution is not so outdated after all. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To join the national conversation on the Constitution, go to constitutionminute.com. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. And welcome back to the Sackheads Radio Show live on the SHR Media Network. Thank you so much for joining us. At the break, we tried again to reach out to San Francisco State University Police. We were unable to. We will follow up um, on this because I do want to see what's going to happen with this. I absolutely do. But we have to move on. So I want to talk about our friend Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim. Little Kim. Bro. <laughs> and, you know, we shouldn't call him Little Kim anymore. Um, <laughs> he's almost like Big Fat Fatty number two. <laughs> South Korean government uh, estimates that he's he's almost 300 pounds now. Wow. He's gained 70 pounds in the last, what, year or and, something like that. And meanwhile, the average weight of people in his country is like Since last 96 September. pounds. Right, so there's look that people in his in his country are, are hungry, um, and this latest round of sanctions from the UN and so forth has really kind of hurt um, his his nation, which is already impoverished. Um, but something interesting happened. What's that? Statewide media came out and basically said that uh, the road to revolution is long and arduous. Well, I mean, yeah. And that we may have to go on an arduous march, oh. during which we will have to chew the roots of plants once again. Oh. Now, arduous march to North Koreans means, fa- means famine. Right. And when they chewed on roots, that's what happened during the last famine yes. uh, in the 90s, when 3.5 million North Korean people died Ugh. because of the decisions that their government made. But little Kim doesn't care. He's fat, dumb, and happy. Literally. All fat, of the literally above. dumb, fat, and dumb, literally happy, I believe. Stupid. And so, pretty happy. Yep. So he is going. Now he requires everybody in the city to bring him, uh, what is it, like two, uh, I think two pounds of rice um, is required of, of the families. Uh, yeah. To the state supplies every month. Farmers are required to um, give rations to the military. Yep. Uh, so people are people are starving over there, but he needs his weapons program. He, More he needs important his than anything else. Yep. Three point five million people died last time. We'll see how many, unfortunately, are gonna gonna die this time because of this lunatic. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and you there's know, there's already twenty five million people there uh, roughly right What's the difference so could you if 3.5 million died if it's as bad as the 90s if 3.5 million died that is greater than 10 percent of the population well and let me ask you this question and before i know everyone's going to say oh you're on the war march and typical conservative beating the drum but we're not talking about going to war we're talking about what an a-hole he is for a second when we talk about saddam hussein and part of the reason that he was deposed by our country 
it was his hellacious treatment of his own people, gassing the Kurds, execution squads, etc. What is the difference, in your opinion, between this guy choosing a weapons program over food that leads to 3.5 million people dying? Is there a big difference? He's actively making that decision, knowing because they're announcing that there's going to be a famine. Yes. So he is knowing that it's most likely going to happen. Yes. And that millions of North Koreans will die. In a way, that's peasantry genocide. It's classicide. Classicide? Maybe, right? Trying to kill a particular class yeah, of people. Yeah, but I mean, his intent may they not don't even be know if they have a class system. I, right? I, you're either I, at the top or the bottom. I don't think you're allowed to go to class. No. Because then you'd learn what a DB he is. But I seriously, I, you know, we we hear from this. It's not genocide, but it, it is, It is. I think you could certainly argue homicide on if a, he's making that large, choice, right? Uh, on a lot mass, mass murder. Yeah. If he's making that choice knowing that people are going to die. It, it's just very odd to me. Um, so why, why why would he not then be in, in, in uh, tried for human rights violations? Where's the UN and all this? Where's the UN coming out and saying anything? They haven't said anything about this. I just can't. I just can't believe. Um, really good. Actually, it's a really good point Agudo just made. It's communism. They don't have a class system. Right. That's why I said there is yeah. no class system. You're either at the top or you're at the bottom. But when we absolutely have all of this. Um, United Nations worrying about people and you know you have the United Nations literally going after Israel saying that they're the worst human rights country out there right now and I and I know what the United Nations uh, see that's why I love Chad uh, uh, golf dogs just jumped all over me saying the UN is a Muslim organization and uh, the UN's useless and I know all of the different arguments that are going to come out I hate the United Nations moving on yeah. Why? We want them kicked out of New York and stopped funded by our government. If, you may not have heard the show where I volunteered to help Ever. move them. We, 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 we volunteered to help move them. We have come up with a plan. I would rent them a U-Haul. I told them I'd rent a U-Haul to drive it to the docks and have all their shit loaded on a ship. I wouldn't I wouldn't rent them anything. They, get enough, get, they, get, a, they get enough of our I money. I would to get rid of them. One last paycheck to get rid of them. But you got to... When they go after Israel for their human rights record, and then you have this jackass, who, by the way, may potentially have a nuclear weapon. Right. Who regularly um, has aggressive acts by firing missiles into the sea. Who lost a submarine. Who lost a submarine. (laughs) You lost another submarine. (laughs) (laughs) The hunt for Red October. No, Mr. Secretary, there is another matter in which we must speak of that is very embarrassing. You lost another submarine. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I love that movie. But anyhow, why is there nothing about this whatsoever? Why is there not? I mean, we're talking about a guy who, though he's very creative in how he does it, executes high-ranking members of his family and government regularly yeah. because he thinks 
they may be plotting against them. Right. Why don't we? Why don't we drop airdrop in food and supplies with like pamphlets about how awesome the United States is, and this brought to you by South Korea, America, and freedom. <laughs> with a big eagle. Hey, if we go over with humanitarian humanitarian aid, uh huh, and we disclose ahead of time, we're coming. Humanitarian aid. Uh, there, there's no military weapons on these ships, right? And if they become aggressive, the airplanes are are the airplanes that we're going to drop this with are painted bright red, so that they are literally a flying red, red cross. cross, right? Um, and you notify them, and then if they send up people to intercept, if they lock missile lock on, etc., well, then you deal with that when it happens, right? And I'm not saying that we should be exercising uh, um, aggressive acts. South Korea is so close. Seriously. Get, oh, no. a, get, get like a potato gun and launch <laughs> snacks over the fence. Like I mean, potatoes. it's, but it's not almost, difficult, that's right? It's almost insulting, though. Not but damn saying, but you get Instead like those... Instead of dropping MREs. Yeah, they have like those hot dog launchers. I mean, come on. You don't even need to overfly the, the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's just sad. throw food over the fence i mean come on <laughs> i just picture it's almost like feeding time in a zoo though <laughs> just gonna throw some food over the fence <laughs> ramen noodle drops i'm all for ramen noodle drops you don't even need to put a parachute on them hey i'll tell you what ramen noodles got me through some serious times yeah like last week right <laughs> End of the month is rough. <laughs> End of the month is rough. <laughs> but why Why is the world as a whole, who has a tendency to speak up... Whole, H-O-L-E or W-H? H-O-L-E. H-O-L-E? Yep. Who has a tendency oh, to okay. speak up and point to us for hate crimes in Israel and all these other things, but not against North Korea. When they're saying, hey, because we're going to get more money into our missile program, y'all going to die. Right to his people and we're going to sit by silently and do nothing right and when we talk about what's american what's not american and i'm not saying ford is american ford is american i'm not saying be in the world please but we have historically gone in to save people who cannot save themselves this guy threatened to blow us up i I you know what it's kind of like what i was told when i was a kid (laughs) If somebody says, I'm going to kick... The hell out of here, kid, and shut up! You better punch them in the face as hard as you can yep. and not let them finish that sentence. Exactly. Because if somebody says they're going to kick your ass... That's intent. Take them at their word yep. and believe they're going to do it Yep. and stop them before they have the opportunity. That's what I was raised with. I agree, and we're so focused on Syria, and don't get me wrong. Don't ever start a fight, Finish. but it. you better finish it. Right. And if somebody says they're going to do something, take them at their word. Right. And, you know, we're sitting here with all these other atrocities that we see in this country, and we're quick to act. It's the weirdest thing in the world to me with North Korea, because, you know, we have special forces on the ground in Syria. We hear about that. In Iraq, we hear about that. They just hit us. Our special forces were just in Somalia a couple we- uh, last week sometime doing an operation. We hear about that. We never hear about anything being done with North Korea. Listen, North Korea is backed by China. It's backed by Russia. It's backed by some 
folks. But who, even they've kind of stepped away as and they're like, hey, he's a little crazy even for us guys. Yeah, but they're still going to back his play. Well, right? I, don't, I don't know. Now I know we're we're coming up against the the quarter the uh, quarter after the, the hour the mark. So I want to I want to get up to this right here. Now something interesting. Oh, so we're done with North Korea. We're done with North Korea. Okay. Look, I, there, I want to get to another, right? Okay. At some point, we okay. got we got to cut it. Did you have something more to add? <laughs> no! Good, because we're done. Wanted to beat a dead horse. Quarter, they would eat it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help uh, them out. Yeah, no, I don't want military intervention in, in North Korea. But should we do some kind of humanitarian aid? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but look, I want to I want to bring this up because you talked about our, our troop commitments and so forth. Then they'd eat it. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this, but we are re- we meaning the United States are are uh, redeploying troops throughout Eastern Europe. Yes. And. Look, I don't recall this type of buildup since the Cold War, and we've had some older equipment in there. We've maintained soldiers on a rotating basis yes. um, throughout throughout that region for for several years, um, always. Uh, I think there's about like 4,200 troops currently that rotate through uh, Lithuania, Estonia, Poland, Romania, so forth. Um, but the U.S. is upgrading all of that equipment, and they're going to put what is all of the, the the armor and so forth and they're going to put i think what's what's the equivalent of a of a a, a brigade yep in there to not only defend europe and to show our support for nato allies but also as a big message to putin well they're going to line them up right across the russian border um in our allied countries but right, right. on the russian border and now, you're talking about bradleys you're talking about humvees you're, yeah, you're talking, talking about 250 about- new bradleys yep Right, the, the Paladin how- Howitzers, yep. seventeen hundred wheeled vehicles, more more vehicles and trucks and so forth, um, and they're going to be uh, doing a nine month rotation there. So, look on, on one hand, I kind of I kind of like this, right? Because finally the administration is standing up to Putin. Now I notice it's not taking effect until February twenty seventeen when he's out of office. When he's out of office. Yeah. Right, what a coward! Shock that is. But here, here is here is. So as I thought about, it, I was like, oh, okay, kind of standing up to Putin, like that's that. Okay, I, I kind of get that. Oh wait, it starts after he leaves office, so he can say, oh, well, I didn't have a troop built up, build up, right, coward. But then I'm thinking, why don't we send those troops and equipment to fight ISIS? <laughs> I know, right? People that are actually trying to kill us, or North Korea. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Russia's not screwing with us right now. Overtly, overtly, they're right. screwing with us indirectly. They fly their aircraft towards us. They throw subs around. And yes, we should have some a, a little bit more of a response than we have. But if we're going to commit a brigade of troops and equipment, let's do it where ISIS is. I don't have thoughts. I don't know. I, I agree with you. Agador brings up a really good point via chat. The only reason is standing up to Putin is because Putin is backing Assad. So if you put more troops on the ground in Syria, even though we're already operating in Syria, we've yeah. had several operations being reported out of Syria. We have special forces on the ground. But 
all the military experts are saying you need to con- you probably need to commit probably 25,000 troops on the ground there yeah. for an extended period of time if you want to truly bring the fight and, to ISIS and, and end it. And what's the bigger threat right now? ISIS or Assad? And we don't have to ally ally ourselves with Assad. We don't have to say, "Yeah, Assad, you're our buddy." Right? The enemy of the en- uh, the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. Right. But it, 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 to quote, somebody says that Glenn. I've heard Glenn Beck say that before. I can't take credit for that quote, um, but it, it's it's absolutely true. So, but if if Assad is assisting the fight in ISIS, and Russia is fighting ISIS, who cares if they're if they're fighting Assad, but they happen to be ISIS? ISIS is our number one enemy right now. Right. So why not commit those troops to that region? Work with the Russians work with the Syrians who are fighting ISIS. We don't have to fight with them if they're fighting rebels who are non-ISIS or non-affiliates of ISIS. Well, and you have a better way of going in and identify who's friendly or foe if you're actually on the ground working Absolutely. With them. And then when ISIS is defeated, mm-hmm. when we've laid waste to those dirtbags, mm-hmm. then we pull out and we say, okay, hey, we've, we've fought a common area. Russia, it's been a pleasure fighting with you, just like we did in World War II. We don't have to agree. We're going to go our separate ways. We don't trust each other. We get it, but militarily, we worked together. And Assad, um, now it's time for you to go. We can deal with that later. Right. Assad's not going anywhere. He certainly isn't going anywhere with our current road in the Middle East. Why are we so worried about moving Assad along and we're letting ISIS run rampant? There was that just that, that cheerleader... Um, who just pled guilty to tr- providing material support to a terror organization. Yep. Her father was a cop, yep. reti- uh, Navy veteran, yep. and she was actively trying to join ISIS to go over to become a medic for the cause. Yeah, isn't that bizarre? I just don't... Where was that story? Uh, nowhere. That was nowhere in the news. I saw that earlier today, as a matter of fact. ISIS, listen, ISIS is growing in... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Assad... Or anybody affiliated with Assad didn't commit the knife attack at UC Merced here in California. Or the San Bernardino attack. Right. Or the Fort Hood number 1 attack. Right. Or the beheading in Oklahoma. Or on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Right? But you know who did? People that sympathize with ISIS. Right. And Islamic extremists. Right. And it, it hasn't changed. And it's not going to change until there's a reason. When somebody stands up and says, Ah, Assad, before they commit violence... Then maybe. Right. Assad. <laughs> Who? Ow! Stop stabbing me! Yeah. Whose name did you say at the beginning? Ow! Yeah. <laughs> stop stabbing me! I'm trying to talk to you! Weren't you saying the wrong thing? <laughs> Weren't you supposed to say something? Or like Putin? I mean, I don't know. Right? <laughs> Quit stabbing me when I'm trying to ask you a question. So, on one hand, yeah, I kind of at first I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of what an interesting move. What if they said Aluahu Assad, just to confuse him? Still, Assad's okay. name, then then maybe, right? So at first I was kind of like, yeah, okay. But then as I thought about it, I was like, wait a second. Why aren't we committing those forces elsewhere in order to fight our, our actual enemy right now? Mm-hmm. And hey, Republicans, how about a stinking declaration of war? Right. How about pushing the envelope and forcing it back onto them? Yeah. Yeah, the president asked for a declaration of war, which is the legal way to go. You guys have been crying about it. Give it to him. Right. Give it to a sack up. The Democrats won't even call it Islamic extremism right now. Give yourself a winning uh, issue in the election. 
And we're going to talk about that next segment, about how you're probably going to lose the election now. How about this? And Aguador has a good suggestion. Every one non-Muslim killed in a terror attack, we take a 1,000 out in the Middle East. And eventually the numbers are going to work against them. Um, I, I, I say I say we've already lost ours, and we just take them all out. Right. Well, I agree. I agree. Um, we get a move. We have more terror block though. So, a company out of Israel. wait a second. So we're done talking about uh, Russia buildup. Yeah, we are. Oh, we got on ISIS. We already moved okay, to the terror go. block. Um, all bad. <laughs> Russia bad. Build up bad. ISIS worse. Let's be bomb them. Moving right along. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> Israeli company called Celebrite may have Celebit? actually Celebrite. May have actually developed the technology in order to help the FBI crack the San Bernardino terrorist iPhone. Oh, oh, see, I thought Celebrite. I thought that was the like FBI something you put into cellulite to make it glow, like in the dark or something. <laughs> <laughs> that painted a picture, didn't it? You actually looked at me and thought about it and giggled. Because uh, you thought about that hooker on the Stockton FBI Boulevard. The FBI has since with, withdrawn their request from the government, uh, from the judge asking uh, or trying to persuade Apple to unlock the phone. Yeah, we don't need it anymore, guys. They've also used it in other applications and other investigations to unlock iPhones. And this is an interesting story because, like I said, I was not for uh, Apple creating a software to unlock it. Right. Um, and I did not think that should be compelled as much as I want to know what those bastards have in their phone. Right. It shouldn't be compelled, but they figured it out. But, so. so it's good to go. Yep. But it also brings up a question for you Apple users. Do you now, after all this promise of security on Apple and all these other things, does it now concern you that if this one company could do it, somebody else could? It doesn't concern me because I don't have anything on there anything on my while. phone. Right. I, I, meant, right. I was you talking look at to the pictures, other people uh, who maybe listen to us that have important stuff on their phone. Right. Um, you want to look at pictures? Go ahead. You might be surprised. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So it's just an interesting story. Of course, the FBI was quick to pull back um, and rescind the request which was huge um and, and apple's kind of left holding the bag now because all I think there's a homicide case that they just re- asked the fbi yep. assistance on to crack an ipad and an, and an iphone yep so it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out and now a lot of investigations you watch how long until the next update comes oh yeah very very quickly yep very very quickly and they may have worked that out behind the scenes. Hey, you give us two weeks to figure this out, and then you can send out the update, please. And they may, uh, Apple may do that. You don't know. Um, and then lastly, because after the break, we're going to talk about the election. But lastly, yeah. on Terror Block, San Bernardino, California. Stay right in San Bernardino. Because um, nothing bad's ever happened there. Yeah, we all know about the attack a couple yep, months ago. Tragedy. Um, absolute tragedy. We all know it was terror. There's no, despite the fact that the president doesn't want to say it, everybody else did, including the FBI. San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department responded on the 28th of March at 3:57 p.m. to an area called Apple Valley. Um, it's a deep. It's called Deep Creek Hot Springs area of Apple Valley for a report of a group of Middle Eastern guys firing weapons and chanting. Five to seven subjects were seen, possibly wearing turbans. What were they chanting? Uh, some reports, and not every report has the same thing in there. Some reports said Alu Akbar. Some reports says that it was complete uh, is um, un- not understandable because of the dialect of Middle Eastern or Arabic, as you probably call it. Um, more than a hundred shots were fired. Uh, San Bernardino County sheriffs went out, uh, was able to locate them via helicopter. Um, 
and deputies from and a whole bunch of other police officers, including the FBI, went to scene. Um, the individuals were detained, search, revealing several handguns, a rifle, and shotguns, among other items. All legal. All legal, okay. apparently. Um, one of the rifle itself, because it was because um, it was uh, uh, put together of several other parts, but didn't have a serial number. But it was not deemed illegal because it was not a, a race serial number. It just did not have one. Right. So it was probably homemade. Yep. The initial um, the initial investigation said at the time. Everything that they were doing within were within legal boundaries. Uh-huh. All of their identifications checked out. Okay, um, and they had to be released per the law. Now, the FBI was on scene when it happened. We immediately said the same thing. All right, well, they identified them, and they're going to be watched. I'm sure they've been photographed. Oh yeah, there's a photograph online right here. All their faces is blurred out naturally. What? Um, yes. Uh, uh, this picture from the Victor Valley News, all their faces are blurred out. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 individuals sitting on the ground, handcuffed, etc. All their faces are blurred out. You can see some of the weapons in the photo. You can see their camping equipment in the photo. Um, they don't get into if they found any sort of writings, if they saw anything like that. If they did, I would imagine they would have taken them. Right, um, but although it is the FBI, so it is the, well. The, never mind. But there is other people there too. But you turn around and now these guys are invest are released. How soon, if they are plotting something evil, how soon till they're into the wind? What if they're not? Right. If they're not, they're not. Great. Right. But how soon till they're into the wind if they are? Look, and I understand. It's, it's a it's a it, it, it's a balance, right? It's a hard balance. They're all American citizens because if they were possessing firearms and they were not American citizens, they would go to jail because it's illegal to possess a firearm if you're not an American citizen. Maybe that's not in the state. There are states out there that it is illegal to possess firearms if you are not a naturalized American citizen. Um, you cannot be uh, green carded and possess a firearm. Um, because the Second Amendment doesn't apply to you because you're not a U.S. citizen. Which is really weird because the Bill of Rights was founded on natural law, which applies to all people. And so don't we give Fifth Amendment protections, Fourth Amendment protections, First Amendment protections to to Mm -hmm. Mm non-citizens? So what's the difference? Well, at that point, then why do you have to be 21 to purchase a firearm? Right! Why do you have to be 21 to drink? Right. It's a personal choice. It's not affecting anyone but yourself. Right. California, you need to be 21 to smoke now. Right. I, it, it, we can go on and on on this, and we're up against a break, so we can't go on that long. My biggest concern, now, I hope, knock on everything under the sun, that maybe these guys, and they don't identify their names, they don't identify anything about them uh, officially, so... Everything is speculation. My hope is that maybe they're just good old-fashioned American kids shooting in the desert. That's the best-case scenario here. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, we're not going to do that. But uh, let's hope. Worst-case scenario is these guys already aren't who they said they are. They had fake IDs that checked out. Um, They've already cleaned out their apartment, and they're into the wind. Um, And... Just that potential, when we talk about the influx 
of refugees here and the potential that one or two terrorists could slip in or more, these are the things that we become concerned about. If one of these guys was planning, just one out of the 13 was planning something evil uh-huh. in the name of ISIS, we stopped, talked to them, gave them back their weapons because there was no reason to not right. do so under the law. So non-citizens can have a firearm. They can. Uh, if they have a green card, or if they don't have a green card, they have a valid hunting license, they can have it. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yep, 18 U.S.C. Chapter 44, Section 992. So it's in the United States Code. I stand corrected. Yep. And they have to be a resident of the state for 90 days if they're a non-citizen. So if they've been a resident of their state for 90 days and they're a non-citizen, they can purchase from a federally licensed firearm dealer. Interesting. (coughs) Of course, all that can be proved. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm glad we're handing out driver ID... uh, Driver's license is now left and right, so those non-citizens can go and get themselves a weapon if they've been here for more than 90 days. Hey, we're up against a break. (laughs) When we come back, election 2016, Clint made a prediction at dinner, and sadly it's looking more and more like it's going to happen. We'll discuss all that more and wrap up the show. actually made this prediction before, too. And he's never been wrong. Actually, no. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, I was... Take it from him. Yeah. All that and more right here on the Sackheads Radio Show live in the SHR Media Network. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Times are dark. The people misled by corrupt politicians, lied to by establishment media, and deceived by the false messages of Islam. A nation in confusion needs a guide. It needs a man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me on Spreaker, SHR Media, High Plains Talk Radio, Live Rebooting Liberty, and YouTube for a unique brand of commentary on the Unpleasant Blind Guide. Because truth is not always pleasant. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians. You got a business. That, you didn't build that. A team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless and hope to the hopeless. Sackhead Sean. Dude, I'm not saying Cap was stupid, bro. Sackhead Clint. All good friends of ours usually show, show up drunk. drunk. Also starring Socko as the producer. I'm a little bit drunk, I'm a little bit drunk, cause I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. They are the Sackheads Radio Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on SHR Media. Hey, it's Jersey Joe from Reaper of Common Sense, and we have moved to a new night and time every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on shrmedia.com. You will catch the Reaper of Common Sense uncensored, unfiltered, and only on shrmedia.com. Hello, 
I'm Matt, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is Hillsdale President Larry Arn on the continuing relevance of the Constitution. Many argue today that the Constitution is outdated because it addresses problems peculiar to the 18th century. Some parts of the Constitution do read rather quaintly. Consider the adjunction against titles of nobility in Article 1, Section 9 of the Constitution. But is that so outdated? The purpose of the injunction is to prevent the government granting special privileges to some for partisan reasons. This strikes at the heart of the rule of law. The crony capitalism so common today is a place where the government bestows favors and tax dollars on some businesses to give them a leg up over others. This is exactly the kind of thing the Constitution was meant to prohibit. The Constitution is not so outdated after all. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To join the national conversation on the Constitution, go to constitutionminute.com. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. And we're back in the Sackheads Radio Show live on the SHR Media Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get into this election, huh? Because it's... uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> uh-huh it's getting interesting uh-huh so last week it was all about the wives trump and Cruz are going at each other with wives and everyone was all upset because they went after wives which i, I listen i still think family's kind of off limits when it gets to this stuff for personal, uh, personal i agree attacks. I, absolutely I, I don't know i just think it, it, it is however um, you know, there was allegations that Ted Cruz had an affair. I blew up, tw- I blew up Facebook on that because I, I just, everyone was so worried that it was the Trump campaign and vice versa. Nobody was pointing to leftists whatsoever. And that was my immediate concern. And then it, sh- it goes to show you how focused we are on f- other people in our own party, whether you think they're a conservative or not, that everyone's given the Democrats a pass. Then... The big, Lin- the big Lindowski incident, um, uh, the alleged assault that took place a couple weeks ago um, on Bright- then Breitbart reporter Michelle Fields during a press conference or after a press conference with Donald Trump, he was walking out. Michelle Fields, being a reporter, was trying to kind of get in to get one last question in. Lindowski grabbed her by the arm. She said she went to the ground. She said a couple things that the video doesn't necessarily show. He did, in fact, grab her and move her. Now, is that technically a battery? Sure it is. Was his criminal intent to assault her and batter her? No. We've been there. When Donald Trump was in Vegas at one point, and I tried to rush in to see if I could get a comment, we got moved out of the way. You see this at every single convention where the press gets in front. Um, Do I feel that this was an outright battery, as they're saying they are? No. Does it meet the test of the law under the code? Absolutely does. Is this being blown out of proportion? Yes. I think so. So the question is, how can you say for sure what his mind was? Can you read his mind? Okay. It's a good question, Agador. No, I can't read his mind. However, having been, having seen this a bunch of times, if he sought her out through a crowd and 
went after her specifically. It didn't move anybody else that day or ever while leaving a political campaign. Yep. Then I would say, you're right. Maybe he targeted her. However, you could find hundreds of hours or hundreds of other videos where people who move reporters, campaign managers, assistants, everybody else to move out of the way. She was allegedly warned by the Secret Service. I don't know, but it's part of being in that game as a reporter. You're going to try to get in and get your microphone in their face and ask a question. The campaign manager, sometimes a candidate themselves, is going to brush you out of the way, grab you, move you. It happens all the time. Now, if you look at Michelle Fields' history, she's also made a couple other complaints. Um, during the Occupy movement, she was alleged to be forced to the ground by the New York City Police Department um, while she was in doing some reporting. I think there was another assault that she alleged happened to. And I'm not saying they didn't happen. But unfortunately, as we've seen with reporters in the past, it's the nature of the beast. Now, if you want to say, well, it shouldn't be that way, then you can say, okay, fine. They're going to do exactly what the Secret Service did with the sitting president and make a rule that you can't approach ever and ask any questions whatsoever. And once they're in a Secret Service protection, it cha- the rules changed greatly. Um, it, it, there was the other assault that took uh, the No, it wasn't an assault. There was an incident with the reporter, I think, from Time Magazine and the Secret Service, where the ti- reporter kept trying to push past the Secret Service member, and the Secret Service member pushed him to the ground. And everyone got an uproar about it, but the simple fact of the matter is... Rightfully when, so. When you have Secret Service protection, they set the rules. Um, but I think this incident is getting blown out of proportion. And I believe that it's being politicized past it is. what it should be. Now, is this, in my opinion, uh, before everyone says, oh, you're a woman hater. And Are you kidding me? I would love to be the defense counsel in this case. <laughs> <laughs> it's not up to the cops. It's actually up to a jury now. The charges have been filed. Yep. Yep. I would love to be defense in this case. Yeah, I would as well. In the video, you see two other people putting hands on her. Yeah. And where she claimed she had bruising, there's there's your reasonable, there, there's your, uh, reasonable doubt right there. Mm-hmm. You had two other individuals that could have caused that. Mm-hmm. Right there in the video. And her initial statement was, she didn't go to the ground. Right? Wasn't that her initial statement? No, I, I, apparently that was a third party that said that she Third party that said, okay. But it was in the initial report. Okay, so that was not her statement. Thank you. She recanted that, apparently. Oh, she did say that? Or she went along well, with that? Well, she said, she said that that's not what happened, but I guess a witness, one of the witnesses said she went to the ground. What was, what was the time frame from the time the incident happened to the time she filed the report? A uh, couple hours. Uh, fairly quickly. Okay. Within a reasonable amount of time. Okay. Uh, does this guy have any history? Not that I know of. Does she have any history? Not that I know of. So basically, she didn't like the way she was treated? Yes. Do we know the political affiliation of the prosecutor? Uh, Democrat. Weird. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, that would not be filed in any other jurisdiction, probably. Right. And she's also the same. She did false. No, I agree. Probably not. 
Um, and, and High Plains Pundit pointed this out. Michelle Fields also accused Alan West of sexual harassment. She's the same person. She's the same person. Well, Alan West, uh, clearly, he's a he's a liberal, right? Yeah. He's Oh, he's not? No. Oh. We remember, remember we met him. Oh, yeah. All, you all mean I'm right saying, up there where he signed our sign all and I'm told us how is, we were awesome show? Yes. Yeah, that one. All I'm saying is, for what a major story this is being turned into... Because it's the Trump campaign. That's, that's exactly why. what it is. That's why. Um, now, <clears throat> Trump did come out and say that he's rescinding his pledge. Right. And now Kasich and uh, and, and Cruz are coming Cruz out. Cruz are coming out saying, "Well, they might not back who the nominee." Oh, I was is. asked, Ann, so let me finish my thoughts. Oh, on sorry, this go ahead. Way. Apologize. So I think this is politicized, being blown out of proportion. I think that she is using this to her advantage. I feel that unless you find me a video of other people, if she's been in other situations like this, and never, ever been pushed out of the way, then I could say, all right, I understand why she's upset. But you can't tell me that through all of her reporting that she's ever done trying to interview people that's never been pushed out of the way. And again, this is the thing, and we've said on this show, and Egg, I know you're a crew supporter, but I've said on the show time again, we're not supporting anyone because we're about to slam Trump. We're, we're about to slam everybody. Right. I'm about because, to slam the Republican Party. Because right off the bat, you have to realize, and I've said this before, all we're, all I'm doing is trying to call shots. Uh, let's look into the batterer's background. Let's look into everybody's background. I, I am, I'm bashing her reaction to this because I feel that it goes way out of proportion. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it is an actual technique that is taught. How many times have you seen Secret Service members, protection detail members, put their hand on the small of somebody's back to guide them out of the way? You can or push put their hands the on somebody to move out of the way. These events. Yes. Everybody does by everybody, everybody involved. Yes. That's that's what happens. So, I, so I, I, you I know just, what? It, I mean, if this was a Democrat staff member that did this to a mm-hmm. member of the conservative media, I would be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Get it's ridiculous. This goes back to the whole crybaby. Uh, every little thing is offensive to everybody. BS. We talked about earlier in the show. Right. Grow up. Somebody pushed you out of the way a little bit, not hard to the ground. They guided grabbed you out of the way by, because you were being arm. an asshole. Deal with it. Right. Give me a freaking break. I, I agree. You're a member of the media. I can't tell you how many times we've been at places and people have guided us out of the way because even people that we like or want to interview right. because whatever right. reason. That's part of the deal. Right. Get over it. When you're trying to push I don't in. care if yeah, I don't care if you don't like Donald Trump. I don't care if you don't like Ted Cruz. I don't care if you don't like Barack Obama. Whatever it is, that's part of the de- big deal. I agree. I agree. I think this is just completely out of proportion, and I think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So completely ridiculous. Of... <laughs> Getting angry. You'd love to hear my excuses. If her armor had been broken or if her head had been bashed in, that would change the thing because that's greater bodily injury. If she'd have been pushed injury. with force? Yes. Yes. If she'd have been hit? Yes. If she, yeah, absolutely. Totally different. 110%. But just being pushed out of the way at an event like everybody else in the press Where jacket, everybody's crowding in and he's trying to move out. No, I need a break. I just don't think everyone's looking at this with clear eyes. They're allowing their politics to jump in yes. to try to protect the reporter. Yes, which is something that we accuse the left of doing all the time. All the time. And we're going to refuse to do that here on this show. Yep. We Look, we call it how we see it. Hey, let's slam Trump. Let's slam Trump. <laughs> let's get our listeners back. So Trump's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> 
he he comes out today now and is and is reneging on his uh, on his commitment. Yep. To uh, and and just to be fair to Ken, Ken, I did, that was not a racial slur when I said renege. I apologize. Um, if that was taken that way out of context, because Sean kind of gave me a look. What that means, Sean, is to go back. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything racial, so I don't. I, want, I don't know. I don't know why. You, I was you, tweeting. That's not true. You gave me a look, and I just had to explain the definition so that you didn't call me the blatant bigot. It is actually you, as demonstrated by the fact you looked at me when I used that word. Trump went back on uh, his pledge to support whoever the Republican nominee is. Yeah. What I think that means is that if the nominee is not him, mm-hmm. he is going to run third party. Yes. The Republicans are going to lose the election. Yes. If the nominee is him, and look, if he is within uh, 20, 30 delegates short, yes. it should be him, whether yes. you like it or not. And if Cruz or Kasich or the Republican Party fails to back Donald Trump yep. and run somebody else, the Republicans are going to lose the election, which it sounds like they're going to do. Cruz's Kasich came right out and said he can't support anybody who he thinks is divisive, and Cruz the same thing. They hate that they hate him so much that they are going to let their hate and disdain for Trump as the individual. Mm-hmm. They are going to allow for the election of Hillary Clinton because their personal dislike for the man mm-hmm. is more important than our country. Because if Hillary Clinton gets elected, the Supreme Court will be turned to the left for the next 25 years, and you will see the loss of 2A. You will see the loss of a lot of religious liberty as listed in 1A. We will lose a lot of our personal liberties because somebody was pissed off that a non-establishment person who they didn't like got elected. Yes. What is more important? It's kind of like Syria or ISIS. you got to pick your choices. You got to pick. This is more important, in my opinion. So, do you deal with Donald Trump and get a more conservative Supreme Court justice, probably, and deal with some of the shenaniganry and maintain a Republican Congress that works with him on some things but can still act as that check? Or do you give the election to the Democrats where you're going to get Hillary Clinton and Congress, regardless of who is in control, is going to confirm a nominee? Mm-hmm. At least one, mm-hmm. probably two or three. May, yeah, you could be looking at a total of. They're three. not going to stalemate or leave the court divided eight eight. They're not going to leave the court that way for four years. Yep, they're not. <laughs> and if you turn and if you turn around right now and Clinton gets elected, watch how quick Ruth Gader Ginsburg retires. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be fast, and eventually they'll have to confirm somebody. Yes. It's just going to have to happen. Yes. So, and all you're going to get is the people who that she wants yeah. over and over again. I mean, they may, they may completely disregard or not confirm a complete left-wing, batshit, crazy lunatic. But they're going to confirm somebody, and they're not going to be conservative in their leanings. Right. At all. And look at this guy. This guy they're calling a moderate has horrendous Second Amendment. Absolutely. I mean, and they're calling him, the mainstream media is calling him a moderate to sell it to the people as to why, hey, why aren't these Republicans confirming this guy right away? He's a moderate and he was unanimously selected by them in the past. Well, first right. of all, he was unanimously selected to be for a, a DC district for court. For a DC district court judge. Right. Not for a U.S. Supreme Court position. Different fight. So that's, that's my angst right now with. 
not only Trump, but also with Cruz and Kasich and the Republican Party as a in whole. In general. In general. I'll tell you right now, if Trump is the nominee, I support him because I don't want Hillary. Right. And any Republican that doesn't, in my opinion, is a complete buffoon and is responsible for the downfall of our country if Hillary Clinton is elected. And I blame, I will, I will personally hold the Republican Party accountable for that. Not the Democrats. We know what their end game is. But the, Demo- the, the Republicans will willingly give it over to that because they don't like so-and-so or they don't like the fact that they don't feel they'll have as much control as they used to. Right. Or because they don't like this individual as a, uh, personally or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, hold on. And you might not like to hear that, but tough shit. I, I, yeah. And listen, I've said before... It's kind of like tough love, right? I mean, uh, yeah. You gonna I, let you gonna I, let your kid? I mean, we keep having this fight between Casey Cruz and Trump, and they keep going back and forth on all these personal shots. Meanwhile, the Democrats are getting to say whatever they want about these guys, and they're barely responding. This focus is so so wrong right now. Uh, listen, do I agree with some of Trump's vitriol and what he says? No, I don't like the way he says it, but I don't think that makes uh, people accuse me of that. Especially, and I'll tell you right now, living on the West Coast, growing up in the Northeast in Boston, the things that I say and how I say them, I've had people complain about me professionally, thinking that I'm doing it intentionally. Because sometimes things are taken out of, just out of context, so they don't understand the words that are used or how it's said. Now, am I angry about... Trump's statement when he says stuff like government is uh, it's government's job to provide education and health care. Yeah. And that's something that we should be going after and looking into and understanding what he says. Um, I, I, that's something that should be focused on. But it's not. What do you mean by that, Mr. Trump? Why did you say that, Mr. Trump? I want an answer, Mr. Trump. Do you really think, as a Republican, that it's government's job to provide education to the people? Or is that a state's right issue? Do you really think the government should be providing health care to everybody? Or is that maybe a state's right issue as well? Back and forth, back and forth. That's what we should be vetting. That's what we should be working on. Look at I came right out and I defended Ted Cruz when the whole allegation about his uh, affairs that allegedly happened. That right. I don't think they did. And the reason I defended him is I said that's not his personality. I really don't believe he did that. And I will stand by that until I'm proven wrong. But my, as a pundit, my initial reaction was, there's no damn way he did that. I just don't see him doing that to his children. You know, and look, my reaction was, well, is there proof? Right. I mean... You already had uh, two of the females come out and say it never happened. Right. So when you see stories like that, you understand the slander goes around like crazy. But... The slander with Trump goes around like crazy, too. Nobody cares about Kasich, so I'm not even going to bother bringing him up. Yeah. All Kasich is doing is trying to keep votes from Trump. Yes. That's all he's doing right now. Yes. Is trying to keep votes for Trump. But that's my problem. And that's all Rubio's doing, too, by, by keeping on his, to delegates. his delegates. Yep. That's my problem. That's my problem with this whole thing. If our electorate... And if, uh, listen, if we're getting the Obama treatment like Obama was during 2008, 2012, the wool's getting pulled over our eyes, I, I hate to say it, 
but the country needs to learn a lesson about vetting. If yeah. and, Trump and gets and in there do. and he is horrible, that doesn't mean we should be changing our system to get what the GOP establishment wants versus what the electorate is saying. Look, yes, every election cycle, we have a body of candidates. Every election cycle, whoever we like may not get right. the nomination. Right. And what do we do? Well, we back the person who did get the nomination. Right. That's what you do. Well, guess what? Trump is in the mix this time. Right. And for you Trump supporters, Cruz is in the mix this time. Right. And until one of them goes away, you're dealing with it. Absolutely. And, and, and if one of them gets the nomination, you're dealing with you it. You better back them. Right. And if you don't back them, and I'll tell you right now. I'm talking to Trump, <laughs> Cruz, Kasich, and all the supporters. I'm telling you right now, if Trump is the leader and they pull a broker convention, I don't think they do. I don't think they will. I really don't think they're going to do it. I think this is all dog and pony show trying to scare people away from Trump towards Cruz. I really believe that. So you think that if he has the most delegates, he's going to get the nomination? I, 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 think, I don't think they'll do it at the last minute. I think that this is all posturing right now. However, if I am wrong, and if they should go to a broker convention and pick Cruz... Well, it'll be brokered. It's just if the delegates switch. Right. If that happens... Then, or what if they pick somebody else? Because the, the establishment says, you know what, Trump people aren't going to vote for Cruz. Cruz people aren't going to vote for Trump. We're going to pick this person. Yeah. But then you're going to have Trump run third, third party. party, or Hillary gets indicted. Trump runs as a Democrat, Democrat, just to fill that void. But either way, I kept my promise. I didn't. I didn't go third party. I, I, yeah, I didn't go third party. Either way, the biggest problem is right now is. People, and if you want to say that they're stupid and uneducated, don't know any better, or they just don't know who he is or whatever, more people are pulling towards Trump than Cruz right now. Now, yes. Cruz's numbers are starting to come along lately. Right. And, and I've heard as many allegations that Cruz put out the cheating story himself just for the free press, all these other things. If Cruz gets to the point that he wins the nomination, I will support him. I will too. Especially if the process works. But what if it doesn't work, look at the Democrats, right? It doesn't matter how many people vote for Bernie. Hillary's getting all the superdelegates because they don't have to do anything. They can just go wherever they want. Right. You look at Arizona, and this is the, the their system is set up so the Democratic elite can pick who their nominee is. Yes, and it's understand dirty. understand that. It's dirty, dirty, dirty. And is there, are the Republicans really going to start going down that road? Right. So you have to understand that when Bernie wins Alaska by 83%, but Hillary gets the superdelegates? Yes. There's something wrong with that. Who cares if more people are pulling towards a question in the chat room, pulling towards Trump that doesn't make him the best candidate, makes him the most popular. But at the end of the day... But guess day, what? In our system? Right. That's who gets the nomination. Right. Now, so you have the right to support whoever you want. Absolutely. And I, I understand what you're saying. And your job is to do exactly what you do. You, you, you go out and you get the information that you believe is best for your candidate, and you share it, and you've done that time and again, and I applaud you for that. Yes. But that doesn't mean that everyone has to listen to it or like it. Or agree with it. Or agree with it. Because there are other people out there. I'm not saying we're included in this. Because we, Sean and I do not have a, a horse in this race. We do not. I kind of don't at this point. I, I don't either. We, we really don't. 
So I have issues with both candidates. So the thing is this. There are people out there that would absolutely say that Trump is the best candidate. So that goes both ways. But the point is, regardless of whoever the Republicans think would be the better candidate, the point is the people in the party chose X. And so X is who we need to support. Right. That's really what it comes down to. I agree. I mean, you may think the people chose poorly, and you might be right, but a, a, a poorly chosen Republican that at least would get a legitimate moderate Supreme Court justice in there is a hell of a lot better than a flaming liberal progressive who's going to get a liberal on the court and take away our religious freedoms. Because then, guess what? There's only a couple responses to that. Either Congress has to have a, a convention or amend the Constitution, or the states have to have a convention in order to get that back. Right. Or worse. Or worse. Or worse. And, Egg, you know what? I'm glad you will never shut up. I actually applaud... We don't want you to shut up. I don't want anyone to shut up. No, I, not I, at I, all. Because this is how stuff is going to get solved. Absolutely. My question for Ag would be this. If Trump is the nominee, would he support him? He said uh, he said before, begrudgingly, he would. See? And that's my whole point. And so that's why we applaud Ag and our listeners like that. Because we may disagree with with Trump and so forth, but the bottom line is our country is more important than our personal like or dislike for somebody. Right. And, and I'll say right now, I hate the fact that we've gotten to a system where we have to vote against people. And it, it's disgusting to me. Right. But Instead of voting for until somebody. Until we fix that, which we need to fix that in this country, until this fix, fix that, we have to kind of stay in the game that we're in. And we have to win it. This is There's too much on the table right now to lose. Folks, where did the time go? Where did the time go? Maybe we spent too much time free freestyling tonight. No, this was a freestyle conver- this was a freestyle topic. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Sackheads Radio Show. You're welcome. Check out all the great shows on SHR Media. Make sure you check out our good friends at High Plains Pundit, the amazing Dan Butcher and his boss Jane, who we love dearly. Check them out. Agador, make sure you listen to the Unpleasant Blind Guy and the Conservative Bites. Jersey Joe, Monday through Friday, right here and Wednesday nights as well. You have the exceptional one, Ken McClinton, God bless him. Uh, he's coming back to us and, and a whole lot of great shows that are right here on SHR Media. So make sure you check them out. We'll be back next Wednesday. Same sack time, same sack channel right here on SHR Media. Have a great rest of your week. I love you. I love you. The best late-night conservative talk show in America, Backhands Radio. And listen, there are no people better on the air to give you the best in conservative talk than Sackhead Sean and Sackhead Clan. Uh, and uh, we're working on immigration papers for a certain other guy who happens to work here, too. <laughs> for those who are tuning in around the world to the best late-night conservative talk, Tacheas Radio. Talk, 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 dude. Talk, 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 dude. Radio. Talk, 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 dude. Talk, 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 dude. Radio.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.